Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2000. And at 712-432-4217. Also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs to do his famous Kayach von der Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs' CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhiyerbs' books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. And, of course, as usual, before I begin today's story, I just want to remind everybody that today's story is sponsored as a refuish lema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sarah Miriam, and also for a foolish lemma for Raphael Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel. Okay, so I guess now I can start the story. Really? Okay. Sounds great. Okay, are we starting? Uh, yes, we are starting. Actually, I am starting. Oh, okay, so how about starting with what's the name of the story? The name of the story is Hashem Gives and Hashem Takes. Hashem Gives and Hashem Takes. Like, I mean, Hashem gives us a lot of things, and then he takes a lot of things. I mean, like, uh, what exactly is this story about? Oh, well, that's a very, very good question you have. I like your question, but I'm going to tell you clearly, it's going to be answered during the story. You got that right. So, uh, let me tell you this wonderful, wonderful story. <laughs> I never knew you to tell a story that wasn't a wonderful, wonderful story. 
Uh, yes, you got that right. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me uh, tell you that uh, this story is with the name of the name of the story. Oh, the name of the story. I almost forgot. You see, you confuse me. That's because that's my job. Uh, well, um, whatever. Anyhow, so let me just tell you like this. The name of the story. Wait, I did tell you the name of the story. I know, just kidding. Hashem gives and Hashem takes. I know, I remember. Okay, okay, good. So I want to start the story. Go ahead. I am. Okay, so now, uh, this story, I really don't know how true it is or not. It's a very old story. There are even a few versions of this story. Wow, a few versions of the story. Wow, wow, wow. Sounds very interesting. Yes, it does. It's very, very interesting. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, I want to tell you that we're going to place this story probably happened a, uh, over 100, 150 years ago, perhaps. And it happened in the times of Yerushalayim and, you know, in Eretz Israel, but not under, well, obviously it was under a different empire, but there were Yidin that lived there. Maybe it's even older than 150 years old. I'm not sure, because it's very interesting. <laughs> I'm looking at one of the forums that I got this story from, and it doesn't say nothing about the years that it happened. It just says, long ago, near Yerushalayim, you know, it talks like that, and, you know, like uh, it says, like, small little... Beautiful suburb, like a small shtetl, a small town uh, near, near Yerushalayim. And over there, there was a very wealthy man. And what's his name? Could you ask that? Because it doesn't say his name. Really? So what name are you giving him? I figured I'll call him Usher. And his wife, I'll call Crindle. Well, Usher and Crindle. Sounds very interesting. So what about them? Well, um, you know, uh... Uh, well, you know what? Um, why should I keep narrating? Why don't we just pull out a character that's in the story? Oh, okay. Um, is it going to be Lushen Hara? Well, do you know the guy? Do you know Usher? No. Do you know his wife? No. Uh, well, so, uh, actually, I think the whole story's purpose is not really to talk to Lushen Hara, but to understand the lesson that's in it. Uh, you know, like, uh, uh, let me try to guess. Hashem gives, Hashem takes. So obviously this has to do with something that Hashem gave, but he takes it away because somebody didn't use it right or something. Aha! Now you catch on. But you know, Hashem gives us many times warnings. You know, like that famous joke. Which famous joke? You know, uh, there's an old joke that was told about this guy who was, you know, uh, had a lot of betochen in the moon and Hashem. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure if I heard this. Go ahead. Well, anyways, what happened was this. This person was like an elderly person, and he had a lot of moon and betochen. And all of a sudden, there was a big storm, and it was raining, and it was pouring. Are you going to the sound effects? No, 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 because I want to get to the real story. But anyway, so there was rain, and it was, you know, it was coming down, and was flooding. And he had no choice, but he had to climb on top of his house. And the, you know, the dam broke, and water was running through the town, and it wasn't safe to be in his house. So he climbed on top of his roof. Yeah, and then what happened? Well, on top of the roof, he was waiting there, and he was diving to Hashem, and he said, Please, Hashem, help me, help me, help me. And then, of course, along came a person with a rowboat. And the man said, Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. I have room in my rowboat. Would you like to come in my rowboat? I could save you. Uh, no, 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 no. 
I'm waiting for Hashem to help me. All right, I mean, but I, I got room. No, 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 it's quite all right. And of course, he didn't take, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the boat ride. So he waited along and he damned Hashem, please, please, Hashem, help me, help me. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in a bigger boat, a motorboat. Oh, oh, sorry, I said I'm not going to do sound advice for this because that's not the main story. Anyway, so what happened was this, he came by and he says, hey, fellow, maybe you want a lift over here, you know, I could take you to better surfaces, you know, to dry land, you know, uh, I got plenty of room in my motorboat here, come on in. No, 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 it's quite a ride, I'm, I'm waiting for Hashem to help me, uh, you go on ahead. All right, I don't say I didn't offer you, and sure enough, he left. And finally, a helicopter comes. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Not going to do sound effects. Yeah, so anyways, the helicopter comes, and he lowers the ladder, and he says, Hey, fella, I got this ladder over here. You want to climb up? I'm here to rescue you. No, no, it's quite a ride. I'm waiting for Hashem to, 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 to help me, okay? Uh, you know, I don't do Hashem. He's going to save me. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Okay, go go ahead. Go, go help someone else. Uh, are you sure I got room? No, 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 it's quite a ride, quite a ride. And finally, the waters rise high, and it covers him, and he drowns. And he comes up to Shemayim for judgment. And he's there standing before the Kisya covenant. He says, Rabbi Nishalaylam. Uh, can you do the same? Okay. Rabbi Nishalaylam. <laughs> what, what happened over here? I had the moon and been talking to you, and I was diving you to help me. Why didn't you save me? And then the voice comes out from Hashem. Of course, we don't know how it sounds, but just to give you an idea, the voice comes out and says, I don't understand you. I sent you the man with the rowboat. You didn't want to take him. I sent you the man with the motorboat. You didn't want to take him. I sent you the man with the helicopter. You didn't want to take him. So what more do you want? Why are you blaming me? I tried to save you, but you didn't listen to the signs. And so even though that's kind of a joke, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because really Hashem sent them everything, but that's the way life is. Sometimes, you know, people do things in certain ways, and Hashem has as many ways of sending shlichus around to let us realize and pick up on the sense that, you know, <laughs> just maybe we should change our ways. And if we don't, and we don't listen to the hands, then Hashem could either punish us or take away something that He gave to us. And that's what we're going to learn in this particular story. So, you got that set? Uh, uh, well, okay, so who's going to tell us what kind of people are this uh, usher person and this, uh, you know, uh, Crindle is? Ah, uh, well, let's see. Uh, Muttle, are you there, Muttle? Eh, uh, uh, me, uh, me, Muttle. Okay, I'm Muttle today. That's my part in the story. Okay. All right, we'll be near by the Roich Aha. Oh, wow, what a rich house this is. <laughs> so this is where the rich man Osher lives with his wife, Kreindl. Boy, boy, boy. Very big house. Oh, yeah, very nice, very nice. All right, let me go up the walkway here. Oh, look at this. Can I know here? Servants over here. Oh, Zagavir, such a rich man like this. He's probably going to take care of me. All right, let me go inside over there. Oh, I have to knock on the door first. Okay, okay, one second. Let me knock on the door. Hello, hello. Excuse me, Mr. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Uche. Uh, uh, can I talk to you? 
Yes. How can I help you? <laughs> There's something that I can do for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very, very hungry, and I haven't had anything to eat. Maybe you have a stick of bread, a little bit of bread for me to have. <laughs> I have bread, but for you, I don't have bread. I'm very sorry. Uh, what do you mean? For you, you have bread, you don't have for me? Uh, you listen, so you eat a little less and you give me a piece, okay? What do you say? I say no, sorry. I'm very sorry for you. You have to go on your way. Be gone. <laughs> Till loose. Have a good day. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, I travel a long way. I'm very, very tired. Maybe, you know, you don't have a piece of bread for me. How about, you know, you have such a big mansion over here, so fancy, schmancy, everything all over the place, so beautiful and everything, you know. So maybe, F-share, F-share, maybe you can do me a favor. And what is that? I was just wondering, maybe you have a place for me to stay overnight. I, I could sleep, you know, it doesn't have to be the best room in the world. I would love to have you, but there's only one problem. Uh, yeah, what's the problem? I have no room for you. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I just don't have any place for you. Uh, you'll have to go somewhere else. I'm very sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. Uh, uh, um, yeah. <sighs> ah, bye, ah, bye, ah, bye, ah, bye, ah, bye. This mensch is this guy mensch. I, ah, no, Lashnara. I can't talk Lashnara. All right, let me be on my way. I'm a bim bam bim bay. I die. I da di 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 yum bay. I da di di di. Ah, ah, eh, why are you looking at me? Why am I looking at you? You know why I'm looking at you? Let me ask you something. Are you a poor man? Yes, I am. And and let me let me guess. I mean, judging from the direction you're walking, are you coming from that house over there? Uh, yeah, how you know? <laughs> That's the rich Gavir named Usher and his wife Crindle, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he has a lots of lots of lots of lots of servants over there. Yeah, that's right, lots of servants. And what does it have to do with you? <laughs> what does it have to do with me? <laughs> you want to know what it has to do with me? I used to go there too, like all the other poor people, but you don't know this yet. Don't know what yet? <laughs> this person, this here Gevir, this person, Ushin, his wife, Crandall, they're big misers, do you understand? He's a grosser miser. Uh, I'm telling you, he's a zakarge. A what? Uh, oh, I forgot you don't speak Yiddish. You speak Yiddish? I, I do, but uh, you're telling me he's a karga man, so, so rich, he has so many servants. And yeah, yeah, that's because that takes care of him, but he doesn't like to take care of others. Do you understand what I'm saying? What do you mean? He's such a rich man. It's a big fancy schmancy mansion. He has servants over there. So many of them. A big place. He doesn't need so much room. Why can't he give me a place to sleep for one night? So I ask him just for one night. Why can't he let me sleep there for one night? What's, what's, what's the problem? Why, 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 why? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, okay? Okay? Uh, you don't seem to know very well about him. I know lots of things about him. One, he's a mean person, but he tries to be nice. It means if you don't ask him for money, he's nice. If you ask him for money, he's not nice. If you ask him for a place to stay, he's not nice. If you tell him how nice his mansion is, he accepts the compliment. Other than that, he doesn't like to help poor people. Oh, that's right, that's right. 
And even though it sounds like Lashon Hara, but you know, uh, if you can prevent people, if you, you know, you can't go around and tell everybody that he's a miser, even though everybody knows it already by now. And that's why most people don't come. If you notice, there was no other poor people lining up besides you. Uh, yeah, you know that, Tucker, come to think of it. I was the only one there. How come I was the only one there? <laughs> the reason why you were the only one there. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for almost anything. Okay, why, why, why? Well, I'll tell you why. Are you ready for this? I told you I'm ready. Go ahead, tell me. Okay, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the reason why. Uh, the other people don't go there is because everybody knows about him that he's a miser. And therefore, you know, it would only be a uh, horror if you went over and told people that didn't know to come to him. But if you see somebody about to go to collect tzedakah, and you know that he won't give, and he has already the chazaka being a miser, and he won't give anybody, so therefore you could tell him to prevent him from walking up the hill so he shouldn't uh, get tired and more thirsty and more hungry. To prevent that, to protect him, then you could tell him that he shouldn't go there and the reason why. But not more than necessary. Do you understand? And if you have a shyla about it, you should ask a rub for all the places where and how you could tell Lashon Hara. If you're not sure about the halachas, you should ask, okay? So I'm very sorry you heard that, but you know what? I'm not so rich myself. I'm very poor. But today, I collected pretty good. I could share with you. How about that? Ah, uh, you want to do that? But you don't have enough for yourself. That man has a... Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Well, now we're not going to go into deeper Lashon Hara. Okay, so we're going to stick to what has to be. Okay, you already was there. You know he doesn't help, and I don't have much. But I'm, uh, I, I maybe that's why Hashem let me collect a little extra because he doesn't want you to starve. So here, let me help you out. And so that's the way it was. Well, Rabbi Yerbs, so you're telling me that this guy Usher was very, very well to do. Is that it? Oh yes, he was. And he never gave tzedakah. Nope. And he had a big mansion. Yes, he did. A lot of servants and everything, just like he said. Mm-hmm. That's correct. He had a lot of servants. You better believe it. Oh, boy, did he have servants. You name it, he had the servants. Oh, yes, indeed he did. Wow. Um, but why wouldn't he give tzedakah? I mean, he has servants. Like I said before, if you listen to what he said. I know, he said that, you know, like the guy is like, um, I mean, like he cares only about himself. So he has the best for himself, but... Doesn't like to help anybody. I mean, he has so much. Doesn't he realize who gives it to him? Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, he does realize, as you're going to find out soon. <laughs> he, he does realize who gives it to him. But you know what? Some people are not, uh, you know, like, I don't know if they are aware, because they should be aware. It's pretty posh and simple. I mean, for example... If suddenly you had extra money and you bought this large bag of potato chips and you can't finish it yourself and your friends in your class come over and ask you for some potato chips, wouldn't you give it to them? I most certainly would. That's right, you would. Because you realize, I can't finish such a big bag of potato chips by myself. And once you open the bag, if you leave it open too long, it's going to get stale. So you might as well give it to people that can eat it. That's right. So this person was so rich that he really didn't need all the money for himself. He could have shared it with poor people, given them, and so on and so forth. But he didn't hop. I'm getting it. What are you getting? I get it. <laughs> it's starting to fall into place. La 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 la. It's falling into place. Teddy, abba, dee, bum.
Uh, what, what's falling into place? <laughs> your brain is now falling to the right spot in your head? <laughs> that, that happened a long time ago. But I, I begin to understand. That's why you called it Hashem gives and Hashem takes, because Hashem gave him, but he's not going to have it long because Hashem is going to take it. Ah, oh, you're catching on. But you know, like everything else, what did I say before? I'm a joke. All right, right. Oh, Hashem is going to warn him. Uh, yes, and I'll be able to tell you what the warning is if, 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 oh, if I keep quiet. Okay, take it away. All right, I will. Okay, so back to the story where we're up to. This rich man, this usher, he would walk back and forth and he would say, Ah, you know, I'm Boruch Hashem doing lots and lots of business. I'm becoming very well-to-do. I'll have what to give my family when the time comes. Ah, yes. Oh, that's right. You certainly will, Usher. Indeed you will. <laughs> Why, thank you, my dear wife, Crindle. I'm glad you agree with it. Oh, whatever your policy is, I agree with you. I married you, after all. Oh, wait a second, Robert Herbs. Isn't it possible that a good wife can turn over a bad husband and vice versa? Yes, it is. Uh-oh, so then it's real bad if they both think the same way? Uh, well, <laughs> like I said before, uh, listen to the story and you'll find out what goes on. Uh, uh, okay, go ahead. All right, so anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So, sure enough, these two rich people, they never hopped of what was going on. They never hopped that they had so much wealth for the purpose of being able to help poor people. They never thought in that way. <sighs> well, let's see. I added a couple of servants this week. I had a nice new garden. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Eh, maybe I should put a better gate on my door over there. Sometimes still poor people come in. I don't know why. I try to be nice to them and tell them I just don't have for them. I can't take care of them. I don't know why they don't see it. You know, I mean, I'm trying to be nice. I mean, I've worked hard for my money. Why don't they work hard? Baruch Hashem. Hashem helped me make money. Why don't they be misspelling and they should be successful in their business too? And there are money. They won't have to collect from, from, you know, from uh, people like me. You know, what, what can I tell you? And again, of course, he had his messages mixed up. You got that right. So anyways, what happened was this. Like I said before in the beginning, that Hashem gives warnings. And one day, as was his custom, he used to have a custom like once a year. To brush his teeth only once a year? Not to brush his teeth. He doesn't brush his teeth? Not even once a year? You'll see. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, so anyway, so what happened was like this. Uh, once a year, he had this little minig of his that he would go into his business office, which was in his mansion, and he would open up all his safes that he had all around and take out his uh, precious metal boxes, if you want to call them, the little safe deposit boxes or whatever, and he would take them out, put them on the table, and he would open up the boxes and count them. And this way... He could quell, which means he could enjoy, and uh, and mom is like, I don't know if the word is excited or feel good about, uh, you know, feel exuberated. I don't know what the word is, a fancy schmancy word to be mom is like. In Yiddish we say mom is like you know what I mean? He, he really like enjoy, enjoy the money that he has in his wealth. But no matter how rich he was getting, he never crossed his mind, or I should say it, it never crossed his mind, to give tzedakah. Okay, no, no. 
But, you know, uh, there was, happens to be is that some of the Chachomim didn't say anything to him. Uh, it doesn't say in the story why or not. But I would assume that it might be because even though he didn't give tzedakah to people per se, but he gave people work because if they were his servants, they worked. Okay, but anyhow, that's the way it went. And this was one particular time that he was doing that. All right, now, let's see now. I'm going to take out all of my boxes over here, and then I will count my silver and my gold. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, and then let me count my jewelry that I have. Oh, I have some jewelry here. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, what's this? More, more silver coins. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Ooh, la, la. Let me see this. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm so hot here. Oh, whoo. Hey, wow. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. I'm so hot. Let me, <laughs> let me open up my button from my collar here. Ah, there you go. Ah, let me continue counting. Whoa, was it hot in here? Why did he turn on the air conditioner of ours? Uh, you see, they didn't have air conditioners in those days. Aha! Uh -huh. Okay, continue. No more interruptions. Yeah, I like to see that. What? Uh, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so uh, let us continue right along over here. And, uh, um, you know, Usher? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very hot. You know what? Let me open the window. Ah, there we go. The window is open. Ah, wow, wait, 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 what's going on over there? A little breezy on the outside, but schmaltzing on the inside over here. What's, what's, what's happening here? I don't understand. I, I can't believe what's happening. I'm, I'm so hot. I am hot like crazy. Whew. I where's me? Wow. Hey, wait a minute. Is that wind blowing? What's this kind of wind? I don't verstand it. I don't understand. What is happening here? A wind is blowing. What, what, where is this wind coming from? What, what, what was going on here? I don't understand. Wow! The wind stopped blowing. Interesting. Huh. It's a very strange thing. First it got very hot. And opening my button wasn't enough. I opened the window. All of a sudden it gets windy. And wait, what is this? Something blew in to the window. I wonder what this is. A little piece of parchment that looks like a ripped out part of a page from a, a novi. Oy, oy, oy. She came from the novi. Oy, oy, oy. Where a novi came this from? I don't understand. It looks like a page of the Nach, from Tanach, yo, 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 from Toyer Nevim Kesivim. Ah, what, what is this, what is this, what is this? I don't understand what it is, but, wow, the wind stopped in this paper here. Ah, let me see what this says on it. Oh, this paper has a posik on it. I wonder what it says. Ah, Kesev, Hazov. Noom Hashem Tzavokas. Very interesting. It's like a whole Poshik. I remember as a little kid I learned uh, uh, the Novi. This is from Chagai. 
פיירק בייס, פוסי חס, יויו, לי הכסף, לי עזוב, נאום השם צבוקרס. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
I'm bothered about something that happened. Really? You're bothered about something that happened? Like what? What happened? You want to tell me? Uh, yes, 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 yes. I want to tell you. Take a look at this, please. You see it? Uh, let me look at it. It's all crumpled already. Oh, uh, Lee, okay. Oh, wow. Very powerful words. Uh, uh, what are you doing with this, huh? Well, you know, I was counting my money like I do every year. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, all of a sudden I was getting very hot. Uh-huh. And then I opened up my button. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't helping. Uh-huh. And then I opened the window. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, a wind started to blow. And then suddenly, this uh, piece of parchment paper flew into the window, and then the wind stopped. Oh, really? Very interesting. <laughs> so maybe, uh, I get it, you want to find out who lost a piece of page from their Navi. <laughs> of course, it makes sense to me. Somebody was learning nearby in his Haggai, he was learning the Navi Haggai, and then all of a sudden a storm came and it ripped out the page and and it, it flew into your window. So Hashem is giving a mitzvah, or a Shavis Wow, Rabbi all kinds of different excuses they're looking at. Oh, that's right. Now, if you let me finish, because I only have a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right. So, um, let me continue. And so, uh, um, uh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. Anyways, you know something? First, I thought it's nothing, maybe like you say. But then, these words, they bother me a lot. That means mine is the gold, mine is the silver. I have my gold and I have my silver, right? And then maybe it was a simon that Hashem is warning me that somebody is trying to steal our gold, our silver, our jewels, our money, our riches. So what do you think we should do? Ah, really, you're just looking into it so much. I'm telling you, it's probably nothing at all. Just a little wind. You're worried about that? Why worry about it? <laughs> you think it's a little nothing. You think so. Why? Uh, just when I'm counting my money, I suddenly get hot. Why it doesn't help when I open my collar? Then I open the window. And first, it's beautiful outside. All of a sudden, a wind blows. And then this piece of parchment flies right into the window. And then the wind stops just then. Come on, Kreindl. There must be more to that. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Okay. You verstehen Sie? Okay. So that's, that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that... Uh, there's something more. Oh, let me think about this then. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So you said that you were very hot. Open the window. Oh, oh my goodness. You're right. You're right. You're right. Come to think of it. Oh, there must be something to this. Uh-oh. You're so right. Must be a sign from Shmayim that somebody wants to steal our riches. Oh, who could it be? Who could it be? I don't know. I may be right. Maybe right. Oh, well, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? Uh -huh. Well, let's think about this. Maybe we put our minds together. We could come up with something. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Let's put our minds together and see if we could come up with a plan. Wait, I got it. I got a great idea. Yes, yes, I'm listening. I'm listening. What do you say? What do you say? 
Well, maybe it's one of our servants that, uh, getting jealous. And, and you know, that even though they work for us and we pay them on time, but uh, maybe they're getting jealous. So maybe, just maybe, uh, maybe it's one of them. Uh, and so we got to hide our money so they shouldn't find it because maybe they'll try to find it when we're sleeping. So I got a great idea. All right, I'm listening. Why don't we go out to the nearby forest that we own? You know what I mean? <laughs> and why don't we go there very carefully? And during the night, when everybody is sleeping, and we'll, we'll take a lantern with us so we don't get lost. <laughs> and, and, yes, I'm listening. And then we go to one of the big fat trees, okay? <laughs> and we, like, hollow it out, you know what I mean? And try not to make so much noise when we hollow it out. <laughs> then we put all our gold, all our riches into that place over there and remember where the tree is and and, and then whenever we need our riches we'll come to take there okay and until then we'll just leave a little bit in the house for what we need how do you like that hmm i like your idea i like it very much nobody will see this except you and i that's right all righty <laughs> that's great and so sure enough the two of them took all their riches, and they dragged them, and they realized, oh, we can't drag them. Oh, no, 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 we can't drag them. They'll, they'll follow the tracks, okay? I know what we'll do. Uh, yeah, what, what we'll do is, first, let's go and hollow out the tree. Then we'll make a bunch of trips back and forth through the night uh, before they wake up, and then we'll put all our riches in the tree. What do you say? All right, but then what about our footsteps? Then... After that, we'll take the branches and, and mush around the dirt so nobody can follow footsteps. Great idea. All right, great. Ha-ha. And you know what I like about this? What, what, what? Nobody will know. Just you and me. Just you and me. Yes. Or just me and you. Well, either you and me or me and you. Whatever it is, that's all we'll know. Okay, very good. And so, sure enough, that's what they planned to do. So after all the servants were asleep, and all the only sound, actually I should say, the only sound that you could hear throughout the palace was all the different kinds of snorings that they did over there. That's all you heard. And they snuck out with some tools, some awls, what they call it, and that little hammer and chisels and things like that. And they went trudging through the forest. And they finally found the tree. Ah, uh, this one looks good. Uh, that one over there? Fine. Very good. Let's, uh, okay, give me, give me that thing over there. Let me start chopping here. Alright, let, let's crash it out. Wow. We hollowed it out pretty good, huh? Yeah, it took us a while. All right, here's the first load. Put in, uh, and uh, I'll watch the tree, and you keep going back and forth and bringing. I thought we're both going to carry it. Uh, but somebody has to watch this before we cover up the tree. No, you're right. Okay, I'll do that. And so, back and forth, back and forth and forth, and back and back and forth, fourth and back, fifth and back, sixth and back, seventh and back, eighth and back, back and forth, 29, or whatever it was. He finally finished collecting all his jewels, all his money boxes, and he hollowed out that tree so well that everything, everything was in that tree. And he put it in. 
But this was not the sign that Hashem was giving them. They read it wrong. Imagine if you were trying to cross the street and it was a red light. Instead, you read it. Oh, it's a red light. Time for me to cross the street. And I don't even want to think about what happened. Okay, so the same thing here. Hashem really gave them a sign that you wake up and do tshuva, but they didn't seem to take it. They thought that Hashem was just warning them that somebody was trying to steal their money. He didn't hop that Hashem was warning that he gave them the riches and Hashem intends to take it away and he will give it to someone else. Are you telling away the story? Nope, nope. Because you got to find out what happens to it, right? How did the money get taken away? Oh, if it was locked in the tree, right? Oh, you got to notice, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So what happened next? What happened, what, what, what happened next? Oh, so you want to know, eh? Yeah, I do, I do. Go ahead, go ahead. Didn't you notice it's not getting really quiet because the story's getting really, 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 really good, uh, good, good? Yes. Yes, you are correct. So let me tell you something. There was... Well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you about that something. Which something are you going to tell about? Well, I'll tell you about what happened over there by the forest. So they went home. They went to sleep, and in the morning, when they woke up, the rooster crowed, and of course, they got up, and they smiled at each other, and it was so happy that they camouflaged the trees so well, they filled it, and whatever, you know, and you couldn't tell that some riches were hidden inside the tree. They were so happy the first day, the second day. But still, they had no charata about what they did. They thought they were doing the right thing. And they didn't think that Hashem was ready to punish them for not helping the poor people. Because Hashem made them so well-to-do that they had plenty for themselves. They could live in luxury even, and yet still have plenty, plenty to give to poor people. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it, and they didn't chop. And that's because sometimes when some people get so far gone when they're doing something wrong, they refuse to recognize that they are doing wrong. So let's go on and see what happens. All right, it's time to go to sleep. And of course, after approximately two days of feeling good about what they did, they went to sleep that night. But that night, the winds began to howl. And the thunder started to pound. And a heavy rain started to fall. And as the heavy rain started to fall, the winds began to howl and pick up. And suddenly the tree started shaking and he looked out his window. Uh-oh, what's going on? There's a very big storm coming. Crandall, come here, take a look at this. Oh, my goodness, this is terrible. I oh, boy, I raised me, but, you know... We don't have nothing to worry about. The winds can blow from then tomorrow, but the tree we put the stuff in, uh, you know what I mean, <laughs> it's well rooted in the ground, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what? Uh, let's go back to sleep. It's very hard to go back to sleep with the storm going, Whoa, look out, the tree is falling. <laughs> mm, 
Oh my goodness, that was a pretty big tree. I hope our tree is still standing. I'm sure it is. It's behind other trees, in between other trees, after the other tree that's behind that tree on the left side and right side of right-hand corner. And I'm sure nothing's going to happen to it. Uh, you know what? So let's go to sleep. Oh my goodness, did you see that? Did you see that? That, 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 that wagon just flew up into the yard. Oh, my goodness, this is a terrible storm. We better batten down the hatches and stay uh, calm. And sure enough, they stayed as calm as they could. And finally, the storm abetted. Abetted? It went to sleep in a bed? No, no, abetted means like it stopped, it slowed down, it stopped. Oh, oh, that kind of abetted. Okay, okay. Anyway, so it stopped. And they couldn't sleep that night. The first thing they did was to tell the servants, uh, don't follow us now. Uh, we need a good walk to refresh ourselves because uh, we're a little bit uh, uh, shaken from the storm. Now we need to refresh ourselves. So don't worry about a thing. You just wait here. No problem, sir. Whatever you tell us to do, sir, we do. Oh, 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 oh that's right, sir. Oh, you're our boss. And whatever you tell us to do, oh, 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 that's what we're going to do. Whatever you tell us to do, that's exactly what we're going to do. Yep, 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 you're such a nice guy. You hired us to work for you. You take people from all across the world. You're so nice. <laughs> yes, for my benefit, of course, I'm nice. I like good servants, no matter what it costs, as long as they serve me well. Okay, now, come on, Crindle, let's go. And they started going through the forest. <laughs> but now there was mud. <laughs> and they're looking. Um, 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 do you see it? Uh, um, um, Usher, do you see it? Uh, no, Crindle, do you see it? Uh, no, uh, uh let's see. Uh, we placed it, uh, over here, but, uh, but this tree is gone also. Wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, um, I don't see it over there. Uh, this tree fell down over here. Uh, here is the spot. Here is the spot. I, I, I recognize it. I recognize it. This is the spot. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, look, there's some chippings over here that's stuck in the mud. Oh, yes, that's right, from when we chipped out the hole in the tree. <laughs> Came embedded in the mud. <laughs> All right, uh, so wait, wait, wait a minute. The tree is not here. Oh, my goodness, it uprooted. Oh, oh, my goodness, where is the tree? We got to find it. We got to find it. Spread out. Find it, find it, find it. All right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And sure enough, they spread out to try to find it. And they went to the right and they went to the left, and they couldn't find it. And... Eventually, what would happen to them is they came back and they didn't have money eventually to pay their workers. And they had to let their workers go. One after the other, they were going. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, sir. I really love you to work for, but if you're not going to pay me, so I, I can't work here. I understand. Don't worry. Don't worry. And sure enough, he had to get all his workers. He let off all his workers. He let them all go. He couldn't afford it. And after a while, he wasn't getting money, and there was no sign of ever finding that money. And he had to sell his mansion. And after he sold the mansion, eventually, he had to live in a small, broken-down house. And even that, after a while, he couldn't afford because he couldn't find any work. He wasn't used to it. He was, he's always used to having people work for him and making the money for him. But he didn't have it anymore. And finally, he was reduced, he and his wife were reduced to become poor beggars on the streets. And what about his family? Ah, they were so old that their children were married and lived too far away. And they were too ashamed to be in contact with their family to tell them that they lost everything. 
And so they became beggars. Now that we know that, let's go over to Avraham the carpenter. Avraham the carpenter was very, very sad. Why was he sad? Ah, well, let me tell it and we'll see. Oy I am so, so sad. I'm a carpenter and I'm very good. But lately I haven't had so much work. Ay, ay, ay. And the fact that I haven't had so much work means that I didn't have enough money. Not that I make a lot of money to begin with because I want people to afford me as a carpenter. So what I do is very simple. I go over and, uh, you know, I, I, I just simply, uh, it's very simple. It's, 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 it, I, I, I put aside money and I love to have guests for my house, for Shabbos, and I love to do chesed. And that was what he was. Can you imagine Avroham, the carpenter, was a very poor carpenter. And when he didn't have enough money, he still wanted to help out poor people. And he always wanted to have guests for Shabbos. But now what was he sad about? Yeah, so what was he sad about? Do a mitzvah of mice and him? I mean, he's pretty rich in that sense. Oh, yes. But he was sad for a different reason. Tell everybody why you're sad. Well, I don't have nothing to be able to make any Shabbos with or to have a guest. I barely have enough for myself this week. What am I going to do? And this was about two days after the storm. And then what happened was is Avraham was in his thoughts thinking, oh, you know I love to help people. I'm not so sad because I don't have enough for myself. I could live with that. And I just don't have enough to be able to share with some poor people and have guests for Shabbos Kodesh. What am I going to do? And he was walking. And as he was walking, he didn't realize that there was this tree that happened to land right in the forest near the riverbank where he lived on the outskirts of Yushalayim. And he didn't notice it until it was too late. Oh, I don't know what to do. So he's walking like he was dreaming and talking to himself. And all of a sudden, he tripped on the tree. Now, who put this tree here? Wait, nobody put the tree here. And Rabbi Nishleim sends the tree here. He wanted me to trip over it. I have such clumsy-looking tree. It's all beaten and banged up and everything. Wait, wait a minute. Not all is lost. Maybe Hashem wants me to do something in this tree. Maybe I can make something in carpentry and sell it. Or wait a minute. It's such a lumpy, bumpy tree. Maybe, maybe I just chop it up and sell for firewood. Even that, at least it'll bring in money. Then I can have some showers again. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And he quickly went and he got his axe. And he started chopping away. Oh, what happened to my axe? Did it break? Oh, what's that shiny thing that fell? Oh, a gold coin. Gold coin? What's going on here? And he realized that the tree was hollow. And he realized that it had stuffings in it, like branches and leaves and everything to make it look like natural tree. But it was really hollow. And he found there a hidden treasure, and he realized there was a Gemara that talks about in such cases he's probably able to keep that riches because it has no simon, and it's if people would think in a storm like that, it would be considered hefker. Nobody ever hopes to re- retrieve something like that. And so what happened was is 
He took the riches back. He told his wife, and his wife was happy. Oi, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Hi, Hashem fulfilled your request. Now you'll be able to help all the poor people around. Isn't that great? You'll be able to help all the poor people around. This is what you like to do, and I love to help you. Ah, uh, yes, yes, you're right. This is what I like to do. Baruch Hashem. Yes, yes, yes. And so word spread far and wide. And all of a sudden, Avraham, the poor carpenter, suddenly became a rich man overnight because he found a hidden treasure that nobody knew existed. Who knows how long it was even buried there. Who knows how many years, but Hashem ripped out the tree and brought it to Avraham, who slept it by tying the tree to a mule that he had and dragged it back home and took out all the riches. And, of course, he kept his riches in the safe, but he didn't keep it just for himself. He continued working as a carpenter and everything, and he was doing that for years. And, of course, he always helped out poor people and always had poor people at his table, sometimes in the weekdays. And by Shabbos, whoa, did he have Shabbos guests. Wow, and what happened to those other poor people? Ah, excellent question. So let me tell you what happened. It was many years later when these two people, you know, the two rich, original rich people, which was, of course, Usher and Kreindl, they were going from place to place collecting geld. Another tug, another day. We're never going to be rich like we once was. Yes, I know. I think we took the sign the wrong way. Oh, Hashem punished us. We never gave tzedakah, and now we're reduced to the extent that we have to give tzedakah. Oh, I mean, no, not to give. <laughs> I mean, I know what you mean. You wish that we gave tzedakah, but we didn't. So what you're saying is we're reduced to collect tzedakah, because we never wanted to give tzedakah. You're right, you're right, you're right. So what can we do? And so they finally, it happened, my Sajgocha, they ended up winding up by Avram the carpenter's house. And they were there, and they came to Erev Shabbos. And, of course, the carpenter said, Uh-huh, I hear your name is Asher, and your Mrs. Uh, your Mrs. Asher are kind, all right? Okay, very good. Okay, it's very nice. It's very pleasurable to see you here. And, you know, it's Erev Shabbos already. I have no idea where you're going to go because you're not from around here. I don't want you to travel, you know what I mean? Don't want you to get caught in the middle and you'll be stuck on the road for Shabbos. You know, I have plenty of guest rooms. I have plenty of room here, plenty of food. So why don't you stay here for Shabbos? Oh. You would have us for Shabbos? Of course I would. Zicha, zicha. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. No question about it. Yes, of course. I would definitely know that about it. Yes, yes, of course, of course, of course. Ah, all right. Then we stay, right? Right, Colonel? Yes, we'll stay. And sure enough, they stayed for the Shabbos. And that Friday night, a most interesting thing happened. They were there Friday night, and people were talking by the table. Shuvi, Askel, Mendele, do you know how Avram became a very well-to-do person? Hey, let me think about this a bit. Oh, yes, I heard the stories. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story. No, I want to tell the story.
You told it last week, Friday night, for the other guests. I want to tell it this week. See, Avram the Kopner was a poor person, but he loved to do chesed. And one time, Hashem decided to reward him because he loves to do chesed so much that he's going to make it easier for him to do chesed. So there was a very big storm, and it blew up this hollow tree to him, and inside the tree he found his riches, and he's been using his riches ever since then to help out poor people. Isn't it, Givaldic? And that's why we're here. And all of a sudden, of course, Karindo looked at her husband, and, of course, Usher looked at her. Did you hear that? In a tree. What are the chances of that? Most likely, it's not. But you know what? It's Shabbos. We won't talk about it now. And so they enjoyed the Shabbos. They sang Zemiris. They did everything. Like COVID, Shabbos, And of course, they really enjoyed the Shabbos Kodesh very, very much. And then let me tell you what happened. It's amazing. It really is. Matzah Shabbos came. And he waited, Mamish, until Sunday morning. It was very hard months of Shabbos, but he conquered it. No, 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 no. Let them have a wonderful Malava Malka. We'll tell them about it in the morning. All right. It's the morning time. We can tell them. And sure enough, in the morning, he went over and he said, Avram, um, let me ask you a question. If I describe this tree that you found these riches in, would you tell me if this is the tree? Uh, yes, why not? I have nothing to hide. Everybody knows that Hashem gave me this gift, so I use it well. You know, it was a hefka tree. Who knows how long the riches were here? No, I took it and I use it for good things, yes. You see how I help people? I even help you. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Was this tree about uh, a foot and a half in diameter? Uh, uh, foot and a half. Yes, yes, it was. And... Uh, on the side of the tree, about, uh, you know, above the roots, approximately two and a half feet, no, three feet to be exact, three feet, there was like a hole, and was about uh, almost uh, a foot, uh, a foot circular hole. Uh, yes, yes, uh, uh, yes, that's right. And in there you found six metal boxes with 5,000 dinners in each. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And you found many bags that had gold and silver coins. Uh, yes, yes. And you also found a little box with jewelry. Uh, how do you know all this? Uh, I, 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 I told people I found the riches, but I never detailed the lies. How do you know so much detail? Well, I must tell you the truth. This here money you found... One time belonged to us. We were very, very well to do. And we worried that somebody's going to steal our money. And we hid it in the tree. In that big storm years ago that ripped up the tree and sent it flying and we could never ever find it. We gave up ever hope of finding it. So therefore we became beggars because we had no money to uh, support our rich house and our servants. Oh, my goodness. So you know what? The really, this money is yours. Even though I don't have to give it back because of the, you know, the mitzvahs and things like that. And you're probably Mi'ayish and everything like that, you know. But you know what? No, no, no. I can't take it. If it's yours, I want to give you. Let me give you everything I have left here. Let me give it to you. No, no, no. We can't take it. 
Why? You told me about it. It means uh, you, you want it back, don't you? Uh, no, we don't want it back. We realize that Hashem punished us. And now that we're here, we understand even more so how Hashem punished us. You were very poor, and you love to do chesed. You love to help poor people. And we were very well-to-do, and we hated to help poor people, and we never did. We were misers. And then Hashem punished us. And when that sign came to the window, uh, we thought it meant Hashem was warning us that someone's going to come steal our money. What it meant is because we're not doing the mitzvah that Hashem gave us to be able to give the tzedakah to the right people. So we felt that what Hashem is doing is he is taking away our riches and, and giving it to you instead, a better person. So we want you to have it. But, 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 but really, I, I want to give it back. No, 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 no. And of course, he tried to give it back by stuffing, uh, uh, giving them a cake to give. And in the cake, there was 500 dinners of gold in there, whatever it was. And of course, uh, they took the cake. They thought they were having a cake for the Muslim, let's say, the, uh, for the road. And then they came to a bridge and they had no money. And so they said to the bridge keeper, they'll give him a piece of cake, a cake. And he took the whole cake. And the man was very happy because the bridge keeper said, ah, Avram the carpenter is making a, 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 a wedding. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over and give a wedding gift. I'll give the cake. And sure enough, he gave the cake as a wedding gift to the chassan, which was the son of Avram. And we see that Hashem saw to it that the money would go back to Avram's family. And that's what ended up happening. There are other versions of this story too, but this is the story that we told tonight. And time is up, so everybody have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful Shabbos, and goodbye!